enabled these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm so glad y'all could be here on a Thursday evening. Um, I appreciate y'all's time for being here. This is a really important conversation because what we're going to be discussing today could happen to anybody. Um, and we need you all to do me a favor if you can't bring a friend. Make sure everybody goes on your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever account you have, and you share this so we can get more folks in here so that we can have this conversation um, this evening. Because maybe they get the notification. I'm going to put the notification up right now and here that we're live. But this is going to be some good stuff, and it's going to be helpful. And maybe if the show's over, they, they weren't here live to be here with us, but they can still listen to the, the replay. So make sure you all do your best to share this and get this out. So today we're going to be talking about um, the truth about what goes on in the prison system. Um, we have our friend Ariel here with us. Of course, we have our amazing co-host, Shock of the God. Um, and I want to ask you all a question. Why don't we care about how people are treated in prison? I think of this easy, quick, simple answer is that, um, well, we just assume that everyone's in there is a criminal. And, you know, they just, you just think the worst person is in there. But they do have constitutional rights. That they, they can't be treated any any particular way. They, there can't be cruelty, any of that going on, but there's a lot of cruelty going on in this system. So one of my favorite sources that I like to use to get information, and I'm going to plug this into uh, the room as well, is my website. Um, so I can add the link in here. You'll see a spot on top where you can see like the little rectangle bar. I actually have... Um, prisonpolicy.com. I have them RSS feeding to the website, so anytime they post a blog or something, it's going to the website as well, just like um, the White House and um, just like um, anything else that I have, uh, Congress, um, the courts. So if you're not subscribed to the website, make sure you do so you can get all those updates in, in one spot, one place. And so I, I want to point out this. I actually added a picture to this show, and I don't see it showing up for some reason. You know, it happens sometimes with Colin. Um, but I want to I want to tell you why I put that up there. Let me pull the chart up for you. Let's 
So this pie chart is important because it talks about pre-child detention. Most people in jail are not convicted. Most people in jail are not convicted. Why? Many are detained in local jails because they cannot afford to pay the bail amount set to secure the release. The median bail amount for felonies is $10,000, which represents eight months of income for a typical person detained because they can't pay the bail. Jails are not the only place detaining per, um, people for pretrial. The federal government and other eight, other authorities detain over another 88,000 people. So just in the local jails alone, they have 445,000 people, 445,000 people who have not been convicted that's in jail. 14,000 of them are the youth. Psychiatric evaluation or treatments, 9,000. Indian country, 1,000 people. And federal has 64,000 people. That's what that chart is um, on the picture for the show tonight. So you can be detained for anything. That's why we discuss our constitutional rights all the time. It's not just, oh, let's just talk about constitutional rights and that's it. No, like this, your life does depend on this. You need, you need to understand what your rights are. Yes, you know, you can hire an attorney if you want to, but make sure you know what your rights are because when those attorneys try to get you to cut a deal, you let them know, I know my constitutional rights, but this deal you're trying to make me do is not constitutional. I don't have to make a deal for this. What, what are you doing? Are you working for me? Or are you working for the state? People aren't doing that because they, they don't go here and study the law. You, don't, you shouldn't have to, but at least know your, your rights and they don't know them. And so when an attorney comes and tells you to take a, a deal, they're not there helping you. So this is why this is so important. Anybody can end up in jail and put in these certain conditions. So that's how I wanted to start out that part of the show. One other thing is we had a space last night. It was um, it was supposed to be about um, guns, weed, and free speech. But we got a haymaker that was actually really important that we had to discuss um, last night. So what we're discussing is that the Supreme Court judge is looking um, to... Um, give amnesty to um, government agencies when they infringe on your constitutional rights. That's very scary because when they do that, then they, you can't sue them if they infringe on your rights. So our constitution was put in place to protect us against the constitution. It wasn't, it wasn't the other way around. They're making protections for themselves. The other thing that you have to worry about too in this situation is they just bought a whole bunch of ammo. So what are they doing? They want to take your guns away. They want to take your weapons away so you can't protect yourself. They over here given. They already gave the police um, uh, immunity. I'm saying amnesty, immunity from um, being sued. Now they're going to do with these agents. There are not elected officials, so we have to be on our p's and q's. If if we think and talk the way we are, most likely we're going to be on that list, that that chopping block where they try to like put you away. And so we we can't we can't have that. We cannot do that. That's not. We have to be understand what our rights are. And when we see it happening to someone else. We have to stand up for them. We have to stick up for them. We can't just sit back and be like, oh, it's not me. Or out of mind, out of sight. You know, we don't care. We have to care because it could be you. You could be needing someone. You may need someone to look out for you one day. It may be your enemy you don't like. But just because they're your enemy doesn't mean that the government can treat them any other way and treat them bad and do whatever they want to. So real quick, I'm going to plug in um, what we have uh my sponsorship stuff real quick, that tune for y'all. So and then we're going to get to Ariel and let her start um, dropping her gems on us. So I do have a new way up what I'm trying to um, do funding, but help you help me kind of thing. So I'm going to play that real quick and then we're going to get to Ariel. One second. 
We have some fantastic news, you guys. We are finally offering promo. In order for the constitutionalist movement to go more places, do more things, and reach more people, we want to use a help you help me kind of um, funding situation here. So if you're already on the podcast, you get an instant $5 off. If you subscribe to the podcast, instant 5 bucks off. We're gonna be, you'll get promoted on Twitter, Twitter Spaces, Gab.com, NotPoliticalProperty.com website, on the podcast, and more. Email us at TheRedSenseInfo at gmail.com for pricing, more information, and I'm looking forward to work with you guys. Bye. All right. There's that. Y'all, um, I'll throw the email account in the live chat if you guys are interested in talking about that but Ariel go ahead take the floor um hello everyone um thank you Donnie and Shaka for um hosting this for me so we can get this message out um um we are trying hey you sound kind of quiet on my end do I okay let's yeah. see can you hear me any better about the same about the same okay let's see do you have a headset on or something? No, I don't. Let's see. Um, what about now? Can you hear me now? Sounds the same to me. Hey, Shock, is, is it just me or is it is it? Is she sound quiet? Uh, I yeah, think she me. got my headset. That's what Chocolate would say. Uh, she got my headset on, so that means. She's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you sound low. I was making sure all my stuff was turned up, but yeah, you you sound really quiet. Okay, so I'm not sure why. Um, so should I go out and come back in maybe? Mm, are you, are, do you have the mic, the phone right next to your mouth? Yep. I'm right. Can you guys hear me? I hear, I hear her better. I now. hear you better now. Ah, okay. All right. So I had to put it basically in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. It's no problem. Okay. I'm glad everyone can hear me now. Um, I just was, um, saying that, you know, thanks for opening up your platform, Donnie and Shaka. Um, what I have is some very, very important information that concerns all of us. Um, my husband and myself worked in the prison system for 14 years doing the eye care. In that time, um, we started to see the same patients over and over and over again. What my company does, um, we do all of the eye exams and we give eyeglasses out. And we also have to do referrals for anyone who is beyond our scope that we cannot help. So that's what we did. And we kept getting the same patients saying they were not seeing the ophthalmologist. And you're talking months, some people even years. Ended up being a backlog of at least 40,000 people um, in the course of five years once I had to do an audit. Um these patients are going blind. These are chronic care patients. These are people with cancer, HIV, AIDS, diabetes, and so on. Um, all of these diseases are also um, perpetuated because of the state and the conditions that the prisons are in. Um, and on top of anything, what's more importantly is the amount of stress and fear an individual has to have hanging over their head the entire time they're in prison is one thing. And I want everybody to understand that rape is the biggest fear that everyone has when it's time to go to jail. 
We are living in a system that is hanging over your head that if you do not follow the dictatorship rules that we have in place for you, you can go to jail and you will be raped. I just wanted to also drop to you guys that more than 218,000 men are raped in prison a year in the United States. These are rapes that no one discuss. Okay. So this is a situation where everyone in the world knows that if you go to prison, you are going to get raped. This is not um, uh, some taboo statement. Everyone knows this and everyone on this call, that is your biggest fear if you had to go to prison. Because if it was truly about rehabilitation, if you did something that broke the rules of society and you had to sit something out and figure out life and figure out how you can go about things differently so you can enter back into civilization, you um, wouldn't have a problem with that. Because obviously something took place where um, you had to take things in your own hands. So sit it out. But it's a different situation when you are thrown literally into a dark dungeon with no sunlight, no nothing, and you know that you're going to be raped. That will make you sick alone. Not to mention that people are not getting fresh air, fresh sunlight, fresh food. Women are pregnant and having babies in prison. I don't know if you guys are aware. I'm pretty sure that everybody on this podcast has is, is pretty intelligent, but we all know that a pregnant woman should not be doing her gestational um, period in a prison with all of the airborne pathogens and the terrible food and the lack of sunlight that they do not get in order to grow a baby properly. Um, these, these conditions are going on. They have doctors in all of these facilities. How I know is because I worked with the doctors. The doctors should be telling the people that these are inhumane conditions. A human being cannot survive in these conditions. Donnie brought up such a great point when she started this thing because she was talking about the amount of people who are just in pretrial. You have hundreds of thousands of people just sitting in the most disgusting, filthy conditions you can imagine. Just sitting there with their feet up in the air while they're waiting trial. Now, last I checked, we are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Well, I kind of feel like if you can't post a bond and you are stuck in jail, you that is not the same situation. You are a prisoner. You are not innocent. You are assumed guilty. That's why you're behind bars. So we have to stop going along with these things that we know are against our constitutional rights. I don't want to cut you off, but I want to jump and add one of the amendments real quick. Dig in it. Um, the Eighth Amendment says excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fees imposed, nor cruel or unusual punishment inflicted. So... With this whole bail situation, people will be able to help pay bail and even have, first of all, pay bail at all. That's, a lot of this is extortion. So with the Eighth Amendment, that right there covers you from that. So there shouldn't even be all those people in there at all with the Eighth Amendment by itself. 
Geneva Convention. It's illegal to do that against a prisoner of war. So you mean to tell me that a prisoner of war has more rights than uh, uh, your regular state citizen? Does that make any sense to anybody? And and Donnie, Shaka, y'all can jump in anytime because I want this to be a build. I want this to be a conversation and I can go on. So um, if you guys have anything to say, please feel free. But um, we are in a very, very morbid, sadistic system. This is sadistic. This is not rehabilitation. Holding rape over humans' heads because you don't want to go abide dictatorship rules is not fair you are fighting against a system that's coming in the door with the leverage that you can't you can't do nothing with that and the and and everybody you know i know everybody has seen like shows like um um locked up abroad and and um what's the other one when the kids go um Locked up, you know, you guys have seen all those jail places You guys see when they're intimidating the kids so they don't want to go there But listen, trust me, the thing that you don't feel is when you're walking through a dungeon with dim lights And the lights hum, okay, the lights hum and the stench is throughout the entire cave, okay The food is terrible, the hot dogs are green, y'all, I'm not kidding the cheese doesn't melt. They're not even giving them food. And you're telling me that a woman can, can can have a baby, can grow a baby inside of them under these kind of conditions? The doctor can't yeah. say, the doctors can't say something's wrong with that. Go ahead, Shaka. No, I was, I was it's funny that you brought this up because me, um, it's, it's um, a dear friend that's in the, um, the listeners, um, Chocolate. I was talking to her on the phone about, um, we was kind of like joking, but not joking. I said I would have been, you know, when I went to jail, whatever case be, um, I would have been a, a diabetic because I wouldn't eat none of the food. I would just, I would give my main food up for a muffin or um, sugar cookies. <laughs> so I was, I had a whole stack of sugar cookies from this day, this day, and that, that would be my meal. Like breakfast, lunch, and dinner would be sugar cookies or muffins. I would not eat the meat because um, it didn't smell like any meat that I ever I ever been a, a, a part of. Um, some of the hot dogs had a purple, a purple greenish. Um, you exactly. know exactly um, why? Yeah, you know why are the hot dogs iridescent? Why are they changing colors? It's not meat. You know, it's not food. They're literally not giving them food. They're not giving them sunlight. They're not giving them fresh air. They're not giving them fresh food. And understand that having someone under a state of fear is torture. That is torture. So I want everybody to consider these things like you're talking mental um, health. You're talking physical health. You're talking spiritual. Whatever you believe in doesn't matter to me. We all know that we got feelings. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't get into religion. But all I'm saying is, is that we have to collectively as humanity stand up and get together. All of us really, really smart people need to get together without, without any kind of parties affiliated, y'all. And, and I, I really, really want to get that clear. I'm not sure what everybody's stance is, but I'm just saying this. Please hear me out. Both of these parties are corrupt. 
I don't need to go down which each party did because I'm not absurd. Because I I have more faith in everybody on this this call. So we all know that it's corrupt. So both sides. So do not, if you're a Democrat, do not go run to the Republican Party. And if you are a Republican, stop supporting that. Because y'all know it's racist and, and let's just get off of that. So if you really want change, you need to con- you need to stop participating in voting for these people, these prosecutors, all of these people, these judges who are arresting all of these people. And then when these people become the state property, they are completely denied any constitutional rights. I swear to you, they're not getting I have the physical evidence. You understand that when we were in there, uh, my husband he um, went to the he went to the medical prime. How it works in the prisons is um, the state of of course owns all the facilities and everything, and the prisoners they have to hire a third party to come in and manage the health care for all of the prisoners so they can take all the liability off of them. It's a lot of people. It's very expensive, so. The medical primes hire different vendors to do different services. Like I said, I did the eye care. So when I went to my medical prime, my employer, I told them like, hey, let's keep this internal. But the doctor, Michael Summerfield, the ophthalmologist that had the contract there is not seeing the patients. And these patients' his visions is getting worse and some are even going blind. They need to see this. This went on and on and on and on and on. It went on for five years before I even went to the state. And then I go to the state and then I tell them, I show them that and I give them the physical um, consults showing them that these people have not been seen. These people have not been seen. They still haven't been seen. They're still coming to see me. I can't do anything for them. I am liable now. These are still my patients. So the state. What they chose to do, instead of making the doctor see his patients, they had someone that worked for the state um, named Lisa Vranch deleted the patient's records. And only the ophthalmology, by the way. It's not like so it just so happened some glitch happened and these people's whole files, were electronic files were deleted. Just the ophthalmology, just the one that was being in question. So I told them, well, hey, you know what? I don't know what's going on with that. That sounds very disturbing to me. But thanks, thankfully to me, I have the hard copies because I keep everything because we have to be perfect because we are a small, uh, small black um, business. So we have to be perfect. Y'all know we cannot um, do anything outside of the rules. So um, give it to the give it to them. So the uh, my horizon, uh, my prime, they change management a year later. And to this day, still nothing has happened with the prisoners. The medical prime changes my administration. I tell them that I'm ready to leave because we have some real issues with these prisoners. And this is making my company liable. And these people are going blind. Most importantly, they promised me they were going to fix it. They were going to fix it. A year goes by. They haven't done anything. They don't even address the prisoner abuse. I tell them that I'm going to resign because I don't want to be a part of this. So gave them 30 day notice. So then they email me back. They beg my company to stay. They promise they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. Well, naturally, what do you think? They didn't do anything. They didn't fix anything. They didn't even make an attempt to do anything. So within that time, 
they decided to um um so then i wrote a whistleblower letter i wrote a whistleblower letter and i sent it everywhere i sent it to the media i sent it everywhere anyone who would listen all of the even the fake organizations black lives matter all of that nonsense that's when that's I've known that they've been fake since beginning. You can't even get in contact with anybody there. So um, and uh, Benjamin Crump, the guy who's representing all the kids that die so he can get their parents money, but doesn't actually get the justice taken care of. That guy, he couldn't do anything. And it's very strange to me because I'm like, hey, man, you know, all of these hundreds of thousands of inmates, you know, they are still alive. You know, you can save them. But, you know, that's not matter because that's not worth being on the television for. So um, told everybody within 24 hours after I did that whistleblower letter, they terminated my contract. They terminated my contract, forwarded $363,000 of my company's money to another corporation that used my company's acronym. I'm an MBE, and they're still telling me that it's under investigation two years later. I'm a small minority black business. I lost my business. I lost everything because they decided they decided that they didn't like us. So it was easier to fire us and not let the doctor see the actual patients. So understand that they still haven't done anything for the patients. So I'm I'm personally dealing with the, the money thing on my own. That's something different. But the fact that everybody has gotten to gloss over the fact that I had physical evidence that these prisoners are going blind is the most disturbing thing that y'all got to be concerned about because these people are in control of you. Because I'm trying to explain to everybody, it only takes a second. For you to do something in your life that completely changes your life. Anything. I mean, hell, like like he said, if you don't pay your child support, they can throw you in jail. But I'm saying that it could be something even more dramatic. You could be walking down the street and you hit somebody with a car and you in jail. <clears throat> you understand? You didn't you will be affected by this. People who you love and care about, they are affected by this. They can't even go into what's going on with them in the prison because everything is being surveyed. They can't even talk to you about what's going on. And the worst part about it is they don't even know what's going on. You know how everybody, we're in the day and age, we're in 2022. So if anybody feels anything, if anybody has any bump or any kind of scratch or anything odd, you know what you do? You go on your phone, you Google it, you look up some symptoms and you get an idea of what you got going on. Or, hey, you could just call the doctor and just go see the doctor. Well, when you're in prison, you don't have any control over your well-being. So you got lesions or you got blisters or boils or whatever, and you don't know what it is. You can't look up nothing. You got to put in something called a sick call. And you may not get to see the chronic care doctor for months. For months. And listen, it's no reason that this is happening because it's not like they don't have the doctors there. It's not like they don't have the staff there. This thing is to continue to torture the people in the prisons. It is not rehabilitation. This is sadistic. And we have to think about things. You understand that when people go to rehabs for alcohol or whatever, that's a rehab. It stands for rehabilitation. It is not 
prison is supposed to be rehabilitation. But why is one a cage and one is a, a rehabilitation, a rehab? You got to ask yourself questions like this. They are raping people and they know it. 218,000 men are being raped in prison. Come on, that's astronomical. That's cooperation. That's, you know, that people are going to get raped in prison. And you trying to tell me that you can't control that. You mean to tell me all the CEOs they have walking through there? It's that difficult and cameras, all the footage, all the security that they got. They can't control people from getting raped. They can't protect the people. So understand that you're walking into an unfair leverage situation. And um, I want Donnie to really get into how constitutionally um, having that kind of leverage over a human being is is illegal. And it's just like the guns. Um, it's, it's just like the guns. Just like the guns. You guys, you guys, you got to understand that they got, they supposedly have nuclear weapons. They got tanks. They got all kinds of guns. But you can only have a certain kind of gun. And we're supposed to be able to defend ourselves against that. You guys got to understand that this ain't a democracy or constitutional or anything. This is the you and the wild, wild west. You are under a dictatorship and you don't even see it. Anybody can jump in. We do have a lawless government where the rules are for us and not for them. Rules for thee, but not for me. We do have that. And um, a lot of the things that these politicians have done, have gotten away with, is, is crazy to me. It, and it's just like, if there was a regular person, they would be locked up. They would lose all their assets, everything. But they don't, but they don't do that. So I want to I hit the Fourth Amendment before, when you're first encountering a police officer, you're first engaging with the, the law enforcement agents, the agents of the state. You have the right with the Fourth Amendment to be securing your persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, um, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, affirmation, sorry, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So when you're when you're stopping your vehicle. That cop, in order to go through your vehicle, needs to have a warrant. They don't have a warrant. But they have these cops playing on multiple positions. They have different hats on where they can decide, well, this was probable cause. Um, I'm going to say you're committing a crime, and I'm going to pull you over, and I want to go through your vehicle. You're, they're not the judge. They, don't, they, they, they can't create their own laws in their brain because they think they see something that's wrong, that they think is wrong in their head. They don't have that authority to do that. So one thing I was talking to... Um, Flamethrower about yesterday, Robert. Um, we were talking about um, when you when you go to court. You have when they use the cop, by the way, and they use the cop as a, a witness. They have to have be a credible witness. So you ask them if um, you ask them what their oath is. Ask them to re, 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 uh, recite their oath. Okay, you got that because your oath you're supposed to uphold the Constitution and law of the land, right? Now, if they were if it's a search and seizure or anything like that. Um, okay, so you know the judge might say, "Why are you asking these questions?" Well, I want to make sure I have a credible. You have a credible witness. This is my life at stake. You ask them, "Okay, what do you? Are you familiar with the first, the Fourth Amendment?" They say, "Yes." 
recite it for me. I bet you nine times out of 10, those cops can't even recite the Fourth Amendment, but they're supposed to be a credible witness and they're using them against you in court. I want eventually one day for everyone to at least memorize the Bill of Rights, at least memorize these things so you can protect yourselves because most people, they'd, they'd expect not to know. This is what they need us to be ignorant so we don't know these things so that they can get away with what they're doing. And that's why for me, man, I'll play, I've been playing Bill of Rights games and all kinds of uh, constitution games so I can memorize these things in my head. I want to be able to recite this stuff in my sleep. So you guys need to be doing it too. You guys can go online and, and find some games and stuff like um, game things like that to memorize these rights because your life does depend on it. What if you do get locked up and you don't have access to this information? You have it in your brain. You've already you've already memorized them. So when the time comes and they're trying to get you some kind of trash attorney or the judges or the or the state tries to to f you over and make sure you become their slave because that's what this is. It's putting you into slavery. Thirteenth Amendment did abolish slavery unless you're a criminal. They have to make you a criminal first to make you a slave. So I wanted to press that on you guys heavy too. On the on that's the Fourth Amendment. Fifth one, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a precedent or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or the militia. When in actual service of time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without compensation. So when a lot of times these cops come in and take all your stuff and they have a warrant and taking all your stuff, they they legally can't just take your stuff. You have to understand that y'all need to know what they can and can't do. And that for, in that Fourth Amendment, it says specific place where they can search. If they have, they can only go into one room. They cannot go anywhere else in your place looking for that stuff, or it's not admissible in the case. So I don't know if Shaka want to add anything to that. Um, now you you really hammered it away as far as um, I spoke. I wanted to speak about the Thirteenth Amendment, and I know. Um, Christopher, as far as you know, I'm pretty sure he's sharp with it. Sound like some of my family members. Uh, but the 13th Amendment, like I said, they say that slavery was ended, but it technically was not. Um, so these things that you have, you know, Ariel speaking about, Donnie speaking about, um, the prison system has, you know, is basically modern day slavery. Let's, that's what I call it in my family. That's what we call it. You know, people that's around me, we don't even call it prison we call it modern day slavery um so one thing that i did out here as far as uh we policed our community and you know we can talk about the quotas um that they have to meet you know the black community is the smallest community uh the smallest size uh place in any big city or whatever case be but that's where they generate most of the money how do you generate most of the money with the smallest percentage of people within a big ass city um, so it's all, all it comes down to is slavery and making money for the, for the city. Uh, you got the state and then you got the feds, you know, if the feds come in or whatever case be, but, um, that's, that's, that's how they generate the money. Um, as far as, you know, you got to realize that free labor was, you know, the pinnacle of, you know, the United States as far as being, um, I guess you say monetary stable, whatever case be, or getting that, uh, that advantage that other people wasn't getting. 
other countries wasn't getting um, or other states wasn't getting in the United States was when they was dealing with slavery. It's the same thing. They privatize prisons. Uh, once you privatize something, you can be an investor of that prison and make money annually just off investing at that prison. So this become is basically, you know, prison for profit or slavery for profit. Let's let's just be, you know, I like to use the right terms for the right situations. It's slavery for profit. They just found the loophole um, to do it. And the loophole is the 13th Amendment. Yes, they got rid of slavery, slavery unless, you know, you get in trouble as far as being a criminal. And then you got to realize um, that unless part is why, you know, when I mentioned the black community, why we're racially profiled. And a lot of people want to ignore that. We're racially profiled because, you know, we if we can't pay. You make more money a night. If, if they can lock us up in regular jail, county jail. Um, I think it was out here in Vegas. It was like every night was eighteen hundred dollars every night. So it it would if you got locked up at a certain time, they can double their money because, you know, it was it was basically, you know, before midnight. They count that as a day. And then right after midnight, that's a double. It's a double whammy that the uh, the county is making. So it's it's, a, it's the biggest money scheme that you can possibly find. And, and I don't think they're giving it up too soon. And we just got to realize that it's going to take the people, not the party, no matter what party you're in, to get rid of it. Thank you, Shaka. That is so right. And understand that you guys have to know that the commissary, the food is so expensive for the inmates. They can't even afford to get the, the other kind of food. And listen, the other kind of food isn't nutritional, but it's better than the garbage that they're making, that they're giving them. So, they have no choice but to have to be in debt and do favors to be able to get a freaking cup of noodles. Like, like it's crazy because, um, everybody laughs kind of about, you know, what goes on in prison and everything, but it's like, people are really living this shit and I'm, I'm watching it and it's painful before, um, I was working for the eye care company. I was a scheduler in the prison. And, um, before I got there, they didn't have a podiatrist there for maybe a year. And I had so many podiatry consults once I got into that position. And I had to keep going to the medical director and saying, hey, what's going on with the podiatrist? I have a lot of consults here. And um, these things, they appear to be really important because you know that diabetics and so on, they have to get their toes and everything professionally cut and, and all kinds of different things. And, um, they were they were having issues with the vendor naturally because it's about money because it's just all a huge scam and um so i eventually um went over their head got the podiatrist to come in come see the patients he had to do a numerous amount of surgeries within the course of like two months to try to catch up with these people. We saved almost everybody's toes. I think that I think maybe like one or two people had to lose their toes. But um, these things are valuable. And, you know, I really want us to really um, just really realize that we've all lost our way because um these people, they, whatever happened, happened, they got them in jail, okay? Whether they were innocent or guilty, um, different situations are going on in there. But 
once someone loses the ability to be able to take care of their own well-being and they are forced in a situation where someone is has that dictatorship over you, it is inhumane in a way that you can't imagine because you can't imagine what an individual feels like to not have any power over their well-being. And these people don't. And these people don't deserve to lose their toes. They don't deserve to go blind. Um, yeah, exactly. Even slaves. Slaves worked outside, so they at least got sun. People don't understand that sun is so important. Sun, if you have a lack of sunlight, they tell you, no, it doesn't necessarily kill you. But what it does do is it puts on any kind of on-site diabetes, hepatitis, cancer, um, uh, tuberculosis, all of the things that are very, very, very prevalent in the prisons. Everything, every illness that you can think of is attached to not getting sunlight. People do not understand that that causes depression. In Holland, the weather is so gloomy all year long because they don't get much sun until the summer. And they don't even get that much sun over there. But these people have to take so much vitamin D because they don't get sun. And they have a huge, huge number of people with um, depression and anxiety because you have to get the sun. In fact, a lot of my friends that were from um, Morocco or Suriname, all these different places, they would have to go home for like a month or two just to get sun to kind of keep them leveled out for the whole year. We have to have sun. And what's crazy is people don't even understand the craziness about this. Everybody talks about how inhumane the zoos are and all of these different places that hold these animals, which they are. Um, but you have to understand that the animals are getting better treatment than the humans. Because the animals in the zoo, they're getting fresh air, they're getting sun, they're even getting fresh water. A lion's going to get fresh meat every day. Well, the humans, they're not getting fresh air, they're not getting sun, they're not getting fresh food. So it's so crazy that nobody sees that the worst possible thing, the worst conditions that could possibly happen to an entity on this plane is happening to you. It's happening to the humans. And we have to understand that we are all involved when you guys want to go out and elect these parties and think that, oh, well, I'm going to pick the lesser of all evils. Well, no, you're not. You're picking just evil. It's not a lesser of evils. It's just evil. And um, neither one of these people are working for God. Whatever it is that you believe in, they're not working for you. And that's what I'm trying to explain to you. And no one's going to tell you what's really going on in these places and understand that they have administrations in place that keep these things going. They'll tell you that they'll have new management coming in. They'll get a new contractor that's going to take over and clean up what the last contractor does. But do you know what happens? What happens is they keep every last employee that was working there before. Those people get to keep their jobs and they just change the manager. That is it. So it's the same type of work class staying there. Nothing changes and they keep to, they continue to keep that revolving door and they get to continue to keep you sick and have you keep going on it. Shaka was explaining to you guys that, listen, these they have privatized these prisons. I'm from Baltimore City. Baltimore City does not have any more recreational centers for children to go to. 
The parks are very dangerous for the children to go to. There's no real outlets for the children to go to. But you know what they're doing? They demolished a huge industrialized business park so they could build a brand new juvenile prison. You know, guys, our tax dollars are going to these things. And why can't you tell me that you can't facilitate a place for children to go so they're not on the streets so they can learn about their culture, so they can learn about the Constitution, so they can learn about their rights, so they can learn about astrology and things that actually matter here. So you can actually play by the rules of some kind of success without being told that if you're a black boy, you're going to have to be a rapper or a basketball player or a football player. You know, you can be something else. Or, or you, you won't live until you're 25. Thank you. You're not gonna, you're not gonna make it past 25. It went from, it went from 18 um, to 20. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to be 40 next month in August. You made it. Went it. From, it went from 18. <laughs> right. Correct. That's what. Some people don't even understand what you're talking about right now. But yes, correct. <laughs> Um, they they told us, you know, and, and this is the difference between, you know, not to change up everything because I want to talk about that Baltimore situation. Yeah. But yeah. imagine if society taught white kids that they were going to die at the age 18, before 18, and then they changed it to 21, and then they changed it to 25. That gives you something that you're not even looking for to even be living. Like, you know, it's like, do what you got to do. Leverage. Get it out your system. Exactly. Get it out I'm your system. About. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna be around at twenty one. So I grew up thinking that I was gonna die before eighteen. And then when I made eighteen, they're like, Oh well, you know, it's twenty one now. And then it's like, Okay, I got twenty one and then it's like, Oh, it's twenty five. And I'm like, Why is it only the black community have those odds and we're teaching our kids and and, and you have figures uh in our community teaching the kids, the teachers on down to, you know, the authority and, and, and then you watch the television as well programming us that we're going to die at a certain age um the only thing that did was made me live a little bit rougher where i'm like i ain't gonna be here anyway you know so that was my mindset of you know i'm not gonna be here anyway so i might as well do whatever the hell i want to do and that, and it's sad but it's like that's what we was taught uh with the baltimore situation i had helped somebody um do uh um, i guess they had a dissertation for school and um, I, you know, got paid to research, you know, the Baltimore Police Department. And I seen the most corrupt. And I'm saying this like Baltimore, like when I looked into it, Baltimore, the police department, we ain't even talking about the prison system. The police department was the most corrupt police department I ever, ever seen from them planting them planting drugs on people from them planting guns on people, from them harassing folks that they know personally, just, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't tell on this person, we're going to plant this. They were doing this, and it was like, it was normal. Shocker. Shocker. Um, Arlington, Texas, got a new chief of police, like, uh, last year. Guess where they got him from? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yep. Yep. Um, Where I'm I'm from, (laughs) Waterloo, Iowa, uh, they they went and got a black, you know, they always got to get a black police um, chief. So that takes the heat off the police department. As far as in the black community, they, they put a black figure there and he's from Baltimore. And I was trying to tell I was trying to tell my community as far as where I'm from, as far as, you know, on Facebook and everything else that watch what happens is going to get worse. And then they put the black figure there. And guess what? Shootings and went up, you know, four times left and right and everything else is like. What they're doing, they're they're putting people in these positions that know corruption. 
and then they they put them with a title and then what happens they bring the corruption into that city and that's what they you know that's what they've been doing but um i know ariel ariel know what i'm talking about with the um the police plant and stuff and everything else and now you know it's a lot of lawsuits up and it's like i've never seen anything you know that organized like that so yeah it's crazy and Shaka, I want to, man, you, you, I'm going to go ahead, Donnie, but I just want to tell Shaka, like, man, you have no, let me tell you something. You want to meet the most hating ass, grimiest ass people. Go to Baltimore. I'm so serious. And it's so crazy because like you, 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 you love Baltimore, right? If you're from Baltimore, because that was kind of like, you know, the little black Mecca back in the day, you know, we had everything. Baltimore was a jump off. You figured Baltimore has the most b- small black businesses in all the United States. And they're just, it's, it's like a diamond in the rough. It's right there by DC. It's in the DMV. It's everything. Everything's connected to Baltimore. So Baltimore is a gem, but I'm going to tell you, man, the mentality they have, the people in Baltimore and all of the DMV area, they have them so vaccine damaged and screwed up from that fluoride and that water. You cannot imagine, man. You can't imagine. I used to work for Mercy Health Sources, and that was where it was PSI and it was the city clinic. It was where all the police officers, all the firefighters, all the city workers, all the city councilmen, mayors, everybody had to go to get drug testing, fit for duties and all kinds of things. The people that have these guns are terrifying. The dude that killed Freddie Gray, one of the police officers that killed Freddie Gray, I knew him previously because he was there for fit for duty because he was going around shooting dogs. You had slicing their throats. You have no idea how many people are on the spectrum with guns. And listen, I am not a person. I am a realist. Okay. That's all I am. I don't have any position on anybody with any kind of disabilities and not having the same opportunities as everybody else. But I'm talking about the people, the individuals who I am speaking of should not have had weapons. These people are these, these people. I, I these people shoot themselves and set up whole scenarios so they can get a scene set up. And they always arresting some black dude. A black dude is always attached to it for some crazy reason. And they always got some revolving door, you know. And they manage to keep the little goons on the street that have nine gun charges and murders on them. They manage to keep them on the streets. They can survey them. Those are their informants. So when you're the the guy, the one guy that I'm thinking about in particular, his name is Brandon Grimes. You look him up. He killed a police officer. And that's what got him in jail because he killed a police officer because he was doing a robbery and he killed a police officer. But understand that they have compromised these children. These children don't want to go to jail and they don't have no kind of honor. They don't care about doing nothing in broad daylight. And they'll do it for pennies. So you guys need to know that you are in a dangerous situation. And I'm telling you, I know it from the inside out. So, yes, I know all about how corrupt it is. And I know you know about the tax form and everything that uh, Marilyn Mosby and all of them people was involved in. And she's a fraud, too. Go ahead, Don. Appreciate you. Um, so Biomed... Um 
point out something really well. I was, I'm actually thinking Biomed read my mind because I was going to pull that up as well. America is the most, has the highest incarceration rate in the world, higher rate than China, higher rate than Russia. All these places they tell us is the worst place to be in the world, the most the communism and socialism. I'm not saying that the, those places are going to be safe. I'm just saying we are worse than they are. So um, we have... Two million six thousand sorry, two million sixty eight thousand eight hundred people in, in the United States are in prison. China has one point six million, Brazil less than a million, eight hundred and eleven thousand, India four hundred and seventy eight thousand. That's a significant difference um, of what we have compared to the rest of the world. And this number is equivalent to roughly like twenty five percent of the world's total population is here in America, plus with the most free country in the world. But we have the highest prison population. And with those highest rates, they're in Louisiana and Oklahoma. So when, when we're telling you, oh, you know, the Democrats, yes, definitely no, not them. But then they say, oh, Republicans are this and this. But I'm not for sure if Louisiana is actually still a Republican state, but Oklahoma is. A lot of these states, if you actually look at the number, they're red states. So when you may not be necessarily... Technically, and they have made laws and put them on the books. The, the, the both parties are evil, period, point blank. But the, what the, the walk away and Blexit did, they acted like, oh well, the the right was against slavery, and they were they were also for um, they were against um, they were for civil rights and all these things. But they don't say what the Republican Party did. We had another episode where we were talking about how um, the the crack and, and cocaine ended up in uh, South um, South uh, California. And it came from the CIA. And they were using their CIA people to be whistleblowers, to be the snitches on them. You're going to actually give drugs to a community. And then, you know, they, they're looking at all this money they're going to make at that time, too. Like, people weren't graduating from high school. They're like, well, where you get all this money from? You have them getting all this money. And then you turn around and lock them up. So you made money with them selling your drugs. And then you turn around and made money and put them in, in prison. So, and that was under the Reagan administration. All the Reagan gets sold all this praise. But that was the Reagan administration. This whole war on drugs is a war on the people. It's not a war on drugs. It's a war on people. Because I, I also looked and I was like, well, let me think about something. That stuff didn't just end. They, America doesn't just stop and then stop making money. So I'm like, I'm like, look at the cartel. You go look up research. I actually did a show on this already, um, I believe, early on Monday. So t- check out the show we do on Monday for more details on that. They are doing this stuff with the cartel. They're doing this in other countries. Um, all these places that we're having wars at, they're doing all this in those places too. So this is all this government's doing. It, this government's a big old, is a whole gang organization, and they're making money off people, and they're and they're making sure that either they they take your rights and your freedoms away by incarcerating you, or they or they're going to kill you. It's that it's that plain and simple. They're going to kill you with these drugs, and not only that, they have their pharmaceutical drugs where they say the legal drug dealers can sell their man-made drugs and then put them in your bodies. And then the last thing I wanted to point out too is I wanted to cover the. Um, Let's see the sixth and seventh amendment. The sixth amendment, by the way, because we're talking about again earlier, we were discussing these people who are in pretrial who are in jail right now. Um, they're not supposed. First of all, they shouldn't be there in the first place, and it's until proven guilty. But then, if they are there, it's supposed to be a, a speedy trial. So, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to speedy and pu- public trial by an impartial jury of the state and dis- district. With an- I'm sorry, guys, I had to burp. Put on. Okay, my throat's back. Okay. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and and district 
wherein the uh, crime shall be committed, which district shall have been previously uh, asserted by law and to be informed by the nature of cause and accusation to be confronted with the witness against him, to have uh, comp um, comp compulsory processes for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. So one thing I want to point out real quick on um, what I just read to you guys was on the jury. Um, first of all, another reason why you need to know what your rights are and your liberties are, um, your jury people they're picking are people who've registered to vote. And if you're looking at how these people are voting, you want those people deciding your fate? I want you to think about that. Where are they getting these jury members from? People who are registered to vote. So that's, that's, that's really important to think about that. And so the last amendment I want to cover is seventh. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of a trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined by any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. So what the different so these amendments I read to you are not the ones everyone talks about. You don't hear the politicians talking about, oh, protect your, your fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh amendment. They always say first and second. They never talk about these things. They talk. They never ever talk about these things for a purpose. That's why when you see on people's profiles and you see one A and two A, I'm like, what about the rest of them? That's why I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, I stop following certain people. Like, okay, two A, but then those same people who have two A in their profile will be like, oh, I'm okay with flag laws because Trump said it. What? So you like communism, socialism, and if it's in red instead of blue? So these parties are a huge problem. They need to be abolished. Um, we need to have um, us fighting back. We have to fight back all we can. We can. We have to. Honestly, I think we have to use the Declaration of Independence to get our systems back right. We got to free all these slaves that have been imprisoned. We're going to have to give back everything that's been, as, not everything. If we can, give back as much as we can that has been taken away from people. Because a lot has been taken from people. They were, it's that stuff. A lot of these things were taken from people before they even saw a courtroom. This is not constitutional. So we see these things happening. We have to speak up and say it, that it's wrong. Um, I haven't got a chance because uh, I was waiting for Ariel to tell me when to play her clips that she want me to play. But I'm going to play Ariel's a uh, couple of your clips that she has sent me um, to kind of lighten the mood a bit. And then we are at the 57 minute mark. So if you're um, up here, make sure you get up here if you want to talk. Right now I see Robert in private. So anybody else who wants to hop up here, I'm going in order. So if you want to get up here and speak, go ahead and hop up now so you're you're one of the first to go. So let's play the first clip. <laughs> Ariel, you, <laughs> you're, you're funny. <laughs> Enjoy. You're welcome. Okay. Uh-huh. hands, how many people ever raped a man? Uh-huh. How many people ever been raped by a man? All of us, 100%. You can't get no higher than that, Nook. You step in here, you get raped. Right up the brown eye, baby. I raped a few niggas myself. I ain't really enjoy it. Not that much. Felt good to the though. I ain't let that nigga kiss me or nothing. But I did tear that ass up, nigga. I ain't gonna lie about it. But that's what the man's oppressive system did to me. Now me, I'm more of a romantic type. I'll still rape you, but I'll definitely stroke your head lovingly while I do it. See, because I want you to like it. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't have to like it, but I'll... Sorry, I was distracted by that fine right there. What's your name, fine I, uh, What's your name? don't think that's, um... Tom. 
Okay, now let's talk about Tom. Tom is the type of nigga that gives us wet dreams up in here. Makes my Medium brown, hot. soft features, tall and in shape, but still soft and squishy. Now, I like to put the jelly inside my ass. Then put some of this peanut butter on top of it. I call it a peanut butter jelly and sandwich. But Tom here will be calling it lunch. You know what the system does when you come to prison? They strip you. They strip you mentally, emotionally, and they strip you naked. Butt-ass naked. The f*** that you looking at, nigga? Punch you right in your temp, nigga. Give me your clothes. supposed to be I said, give me your clothes. Start with your shoes, nigga. Hurry up. You need some help? I got it. Now you see this, kids? You really, really don't want this to happen to you, okay? And your shirt, too, nigga. Hurry up. Take it off. Okay, kids, y'all looking, huh? Tom just got his manhood test, and he failed. He should have knocked my head off. And you know what that means, don't you? Tom, you get raped. When you go... That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect, Ariel. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and I think there's um, another one. Hold on. Um, that was, that was like a scared straight version. That That's what that was. Okay, gotcha. The other one, uh, here's this one. Hold up. Why are you doing this to me? You know what this is, man? It's fucking racism, man. You are at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you just happen to fit the description. Now, if you admit you killed him. I didn't kill anyone. Look, even if you didn't kill him, just admit that you killed him. I promise you, you won't go to jail. Smack on the wrist. I promise you. Wait, stop. You can't be serious. I'm a prosecutor. I'm never going to fall for this. So you say that if I confess, I won't go to jail? I give you my word. <laughs> no anal rape? No anal rape. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was just talking about them having these. That is our legal that system, y'all. That's our legal system. That's the leverage. That's the leverage that they got all hanging over everybody's head. All right, we got one more. I wish the, I wish the boondocks come back. Me and me too. <laughs> so, me yeah, too. But, um, what they doing? Um, I don't know if you guys been, you know, just as far as um, the new tech technique that they're using. Um, lately, they've been having um, race wars in prison. As far as like in the last two years. Uh, it's always been race wars in prison, but it, it escalated as far as in the last two years. So they're doing a technique now where even if they don't rape you, uh, they make your family, you know, like, I guess they, this is going to be kind of graphic, but what they do is people hold you down and then they spit in your butt. I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, that's the, and then the nurse has to report that as far as it being a sexual activity. So what happens is, um, they call your loved ones outside of uh, outside of the gates and they report that, you know, it's been a situation going on. They don't give them too many details, but it insinuates that you've been raped. And that's that's what, you know, the new thing that they're doing 
so they won't get charges as far as, you know, penetrating anybody. So I guess that's the new loophole. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Was probably a little wow, bit exactly. too much for y'all, but yeah, that's what they've been doing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have one. We uh, She sent me one more. But um, I see only two people. So when this last one's up here, um, if you're not up here, I'm just going to go with the two folks that's up here. So we have this last one, and then we're going to get to the callers. Oh, he dropped the soap. Greatest fear was being sent to prison and anally raped. Yeah, that was a dream. That's just, that's what Ariel was saying. That's the big fear, and obviously it is because you know they, they put it in boondocks. So, all right, we'll have two callers, and we're going to get to you guys right now um, after uh, this um, after this commercial break. Real quick, watch out. Hold up. I'm going to put you up here, Robert, but I have a commercial break. Hold on. We have some fantastic We have some fantastic news, you guys. We are finally offering promo. In order for the constitutionalist movement to go more places, do more things, and reach more people, we want to use a help you, help me kind of um, funding situation here. So, if you're already on the podcast, you get an instant $5 off. If you subscribe to the podcast, instant 5 bucks off. We're gonna be, you'll get promoted on Twitter, Twitter Spaces, Gab.com, NotPoliticalProper.com website, on the podcast, and more. Email us at TheRedSenseInfo at gmail.com for pricing, more information, and I'm looking forward to work with you guys. Bye. We have- All right. Robert, what's up? Go ahead and drop your flame, sir. Well, you fell down. Never mind. Private, go ahead and drop your gem, sir. I just want to warn you, I'm kind of in a off area. The internet's not great, but I'll be quick. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's kind of low. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's an area. But anyways, uh, 
Honestly, I think they need to drop that Hall qualified and donate. It should be earned rather than every officer. Sorry, man. You do sound like yeah, a robot. I can't. I can't hear nothing. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, private. We can't hear you. Um, it sounds like a robot. Hey, Robert, go ahead and drop your flames. Okay. So to so to the first uh, to the first video clip you played. Fuck you, Big Smoke. <laughs> sincerely, Carl Johnson. <laughs> Hey, I, I know I can't be the only one that know that noticed that they used the voice of Big Smoke, which was perfect. That was a perfect role for him because I remember I remember that guy from GTA San Andreas. He was always saying the dumbest shit, you know. But uh, but um, first the the first ad is that. Is that they have us brainwashed to think that you're no longer a human being once you go to prison. That you're just an animal uh, that uh, that should look down like a dog, you know. Uh, and that's and that's wrong because what what would happen if if you were put in those shoes? The second thing is I was watching a documentary. Uh, one time it's called, I think it was called Russia's Toughest Prisons. They openly said they don't have prison boyfriends there. They treat criminals like criminals. And then, and depending on, and how you get treated depends on what you're convicted for. If you're convicted for pedophilia, rape, you're convicted for cannibalism, which yes, they have cannibals in prison there. You're utterly humiliated day to day. And the whole point of that system is to discourage you from ever wanting to go back to prison. Now, if you end up in Black Dolphin, you ain't coming out. You're dying in there. But uh, I really think that we do need to do something about this rape epidemic in prison. You know, this whole Me Too movement, it's it. It was, that was some bullshit, you know, talk a whole bunch making false accusations. Well, there's real rape going on, real rape in prison. You're right. Many people are, many people don't, uh, are scared to go to prison for that very reason. And I'll tell you right now, if I run it up in prison, someone tell me pick up the soap, I'll be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You want to, you want to beat me up? Come on, beat me up. But I ain't picking it up, and I'm not fucking you. No, but I'm going to tell you something, um, Robert. That's the thing. Like, you got people who are not built like that and are just going to get raped. Like, and it's nothing that they can do about it. They are powerless. And understand that the majority of the men aren't even reporting the rapes. You know how women don't want to report rapes. Imagine being a man in prison having to report a rape. So... You you got to know that now they're and they're reporting two hundred and eighteen thousand. Yeah, and I'm not. And, I'm yeah. And I want to point something out too, Robert. While we're talking about this, the the prison population ninety percent of it are men. They're males. Ten percent yeah. are females. That's a significant difference. Is this, are they saying that women commit um, less crimes than men? What, what, what's the question with that? 
And then we have men um, going to these jails and, and they're worried about getting raped. That's big. Also, um, Ice Judge said in the comment section, you have to rape them first in a dominant way, not a gay way, though. Oh, he's joking. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see the last yeah, but, part. But did you guys okay. also know that 14,000, I'm sorry, 13,000 children are born in prison a year? Did you know that? Wow. Children. That's what I'm saying. Like, listen, these are not conditions that pregnant women are supposed to be in, which the majority of the females are in there just for prostitution. They're not in there for violent crimes. So, well, okay. So I, I, I do understand where you're coming from. And, and you're right that I've, I've read plenty of stories where, where men that have been raped, they tried reporting it to the cops, and the cops just laugh at them. Either that, or they get told, exactly. you "Just or they either that, or they get told, just shut up and take it like a man." Exactly, it's, it's a like, no snitch policy. So not only do you have the leverage of someone's going to rape you, but you also can't say shit. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, because the old phrase "snitches got snitches get stitches." They take that dead serious in the criminal underworld. Uh, so I think it's about time that the U.S. prison system start taking justice seriously and stop treating it like, uh, like a circus and treat, and treat it, treat them like people in the first, in the first place. Um, because just because uh, and you're right. There's a lot of so-called lawyers that that are they're actually working with the state to have you thrown in prison. Yeah, and there you're so you know how the prosecutor's office works. You know how much money and funding they get with the um the convictions. You know the convictions is what they want. Right. And and uh and Ariel, I think you might be happy to hear this. Apparently, Marilyn Mosby. She's probably going to be voted out this turn this turnaround. Listen, so I personally, I personally put a stamp on that. Trust me, because she is a fraud. She is a fraud, and I'm disgusted with that whole system down there in Maryland to let this go on and let these people suffer like this. It's this deplorable. This is the this is one of the worst human rights kind of um, lawsuits that you guys can imagine. And that's why I'm trying to tell you guys, you need to let people know that they need to either get these people out of jail and then we don't even got to go through this ridiculous process that they pretend that they have reviewing cases to get people out of there. All of that's nonsense. And and uh, that whole bail thing, I think it's I think it's just a money maker for the state. I mean, and and then on on the topic of money, by the way, the way they tax people, um, do do they really need to charge people the ridiculous tax rates they do? Because uh, it just seems like their their greed is never ending, and I think that's what's at the heart of all these problems. Ten, at least, at least ten of the the most highest Fortune five hundred companies would go out of business if the prisons went out of if the prisons were shut down. If the shut if the prisons were shut down, you will see exactly who owned them because they would be 
finished. Levi's, um, um, because they do the, the denim, um, 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 a Verizon, um, the DMV, because you know they still do the license plate tags, everything, everything. Yeah, I was Wait. gonna say, um, I was gonna say telephone companies and insurance companies. Um, they, you know, I, I got friends that's locked up, and they work, and they work for like AT and T, and I can't even go get a job at AT and T being out. But um, you know, you got like they use that cheap labor, and you know, like it's so dirt cheap that these people are getting paid like fifteen to twenty five cent per hour. You know, that's. Have y'all thought about going to a job where it pays you twenty five cent per hour? Well, they have them. I thought that was per day. I thought making like thirty eight cents a day. Uh, I guess it depends on what what position you get. If you if you're a shift manager, <laughs> or you just a, re a regular worker. So like I said they still yeah. they, they still got you know ranks up in there. So. Well. I want to bring something else up too while you're up here, Robert. Because remember last night we were looking at this at something. We we're talking about the bar association and everything. Yeah. Um. Do you did you uh, want me to do that, or you want did you want to go ahead and dive in? Um. I'll comment. I'll comment on that. I just want to say okay. one more thing, real quick, on the topic of jail. Um. Mm -hmm. That I I also think that. That's another thing they hold over people's head when it comes to jail. The fact that, oh, well, we put a felony on your record. So now you're going to have to beg for employment because nobody's going to hire you. You know, it's bully tactics. Robert, that's exactly right. And listen, that's the other issue that the state has with me. See, the technology that we came up with. We created a program for the prisoners so the prisoners would be able to have something that they could go out of the jails and go work because we all know how that works. You got to have this blemish on your application. Now, they say that you have to have it on there, but they're not going to be biased about it. But we know how that really works out. Nobody hires them. They end up working in the same places, having to end up in the same circles, um, ending up in the same kitchens. Everybody's a cook. And if, if they can get out. So we were offering a program. So understand that we were shutting down that revolving door because if the people can find a way in life to be able to take care of their family and their bills, you're going to eliminate a lot of that occupation in those facilities. I'm not saying that it's going to stop crime, but I can tell you that it's going to cut it down tremendously because the crime is being created by the circumstances that everybody's being placed in. Yeah. So, Donnie, now I'm going to address uh, I'll now address what we were talking about. Yes, but real quick, I have a question. I want to make sure I was heard earlier because I could have, I could, my mic could have been off or something. It was Robert and Private was up here. And I said, those are going to be the only two people that gets the call if no one hops up here. Now, I don't know, maybe the app wasn't working or something. Did these people just pop up here or have they been sitting up here? They just popped up. Oh, so they weren't listening. Okay. It's cool. Okay. I'll, I'll get y'all this time, but the time limit is two minutes when we uh, get to see y'all, I promise. But Robert, go ahead. Okay. So we found out that the American Bar Association was actually founded under the Knights Templar, which, which, was, re which was referred to as the, quote, crown. Now, not, not as in the British crown, but as in the Catholic, as in the Catholic Church crown. So 
the whole idea of the bar association is corrupt because you because you tell me this uh, if I can read a law book and I can understand what it's talking about, and I why do I need the government's permission to defend somebody? Because I one of the things I've learned over the years is how to understand legal language. But if I ever want to actually practice law, then I need, first of all, I need a degree. And then second, I need permission from the Bar Association. And third, if if the Bar Association doesn't like uh, what I'm doing, they can always revoke my legal license. Why should that be? Uh, because... It doesn't take a genius to uh, to understand law once you understand all the jargon. It's like any field. Uh, so, so really, and and yeah, it requires a lot of reading. But other than that, what's so what's so special about law that we need to go as we need to go into over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and have to get permission? I never understood that. That's a good point, too. I was saying that if we were to go back to the Constitution, law of the land, and we have a, we govern with our, a republic government we're supposed to have, we wouldn't even need attorneys. If you wanted to hire an attorney, sure, go ahead and do that. But you wouldn't even need them. You could be able to read the information yourself. You would be able to um, represent yourself in court. But they don't want that. They want you in these this this circle and using them. And I know Shaka has some good stuff on this too. By the way, he brought that up because about what the what the lawyers lawyers actually represent. But the government and judicial system within the United States of America at both federal and local state levels is owned by the crown, which is a private foreign power. Before jumping to the conclusions that the Queen of England or the royal families of Britain are owning the United States, this is a different crown. It is fully exposed and explained below. We are specifically refer- referring to the Templar Church, um, known for centuries by the world as the Crown. From this point on, we will also refer to the Crown as the Crown Templar or Crown Templar, all three being simultaneous. I'm going to send this article and put it in the live chat so you all can read it yourselves. I know, Shaka, did you want to um, go on with the whole, what the lawyer actually is and everything in the court system? Um, yeah, we can we can touch on that. Um, in the Crown, yeah, they will they will tell you that it's just the uh, the Templar Knights or whatever the case be. Um, that's true, but you know how things are half truth, half it's it's actually done by the um, the the bar is done by the the Queen as far as England as well. Um, that's something that you know if you look into you know her loan, you know that family's loan. Um, I guess you want to say passion as far as benefiting off slavery and everything else. It falls under the same category, but they don't want they don't want to dirty up that name, so they'll they'll throw it on something like the the Templar Knights, where the Templar Knights you ask who run the Templar Knights, it's nobody runs the Templar Knights. They'll tell you if you look into the Templar Knights, you don't know who runs it, so they'll rather put it on a on an entity that's um that's faceless instead of the entity that it's supposed to go to. Um, when you look into the, you know, the, the, the Queen of England or just the royal family, not just the Queen of England, let's say the royal family, um, you know, you had the knights that was fought, that was fighting for them. You know, you had the knights that was going in, in, in battle and everything else and secret societies and all that other stuff. So um, basically what these lawyers are, are meant to do, and I mentioned that one day um, when I was talking about the January the 6th, 
situation. And I was like, you know, those people are getting locked up because of the legal counsel that they're that they're um, confining in. And that legal counsel is only there to make them, you know, as far as to lock them up. They if they if they get rid of the counsel, start representing themselves, um, start dealing with, you know, the law of the land and everything else. That's the only way that they can actually defeat um, being in these prisons and everything else as far as being locked up since January the 6th and everything else. It's like but when you go get counsel, now that person is above you. Now that person. Uh, works as your legal guardian. That person works as your parent. You're the kid right now. Um, so if, if we let you out, you're, you know, you're so, you know, MAGA, you know, magnified, Trumpified that you might do something stupid. So we're going to keep you in and have you in confine as far as, you know, that's why they, they're not getting a bail. That's why they're stuck there. Uh, because the legal representation that they're, that they obtain when they should actually just represent themselves. And um, a lot of people don't understand that these lawyers work for the bar. Um, and this is why they get disbanded or dis or, or unlicensed or, or kicked off, uh, revoked um, if they do anything that's against the bar. As far as, you know, helping people, the loopholes, uh, one loophole, I'll be real short with it. But um, when we was in Ferguson for the Mike Brown situation, uh, we was getting a lot of people's bails thrown out. So we would sit there all morning, all day. And get people's bells thrown out, but we wasn't working under the legal capacity of the bar association. So, you know, most of those people I told Donnie, as far as I talked to personally, most of those people that I worked with, as far as helping, um, they killed them. Um, you know, they 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 shot them in the head, shot them, burnt them up. Um, and these are other activists that I was working with, as far as getting the people uh, from being restrained from, you know, having, you know, bail. And paying all this money and then having all these these um, tickets worth, you know, two thousand, you know, five hundred dollars that these people can't pay. And when you can't pay it in 60 days, they throw you in jail for, you know, uh, financial. Um, I guess, you know, not upholding your financial agreement. So it's basically a cycle. A lot of people don't understand when you see, you know, the Black Lives Matter situation. And then it's like, oh, look at those black people. doing. They're going into the system. <laughs> they're still going into the system because they are getting locked up and you believe that they're not, but they're getting locked up and then they're getting fined. So whenever they can't pay those fines and fees and everything else in 60 days, guess what? They got a warrant for their arrest. So now with that warrant for arrest, now you got the original crime and now you got, you know, whatever's going to happen with this. And then it's like, if they go arrest these people at their house and find they got drugs and everything else. Now you got to attack that on. Uh, it's a whole system. And you got to realize um, America is ran by the same people, you know, the same people that they try to get away from, the same people that they say that they're free from. They're not. This this whole thing is an illusion. Uh, I know I'm going, but I'm say D.C. is not even America. Uh, D.C. is a district of Columbia. It's his own. It's his own. Um, I guess you say jurisdiction within D.C. That's outside of the United States. So we still got a foreign power. In DC running America. DC is its own fucking entity. And I'm going to shut up. Y'all have a nice night. Appreciate you. I'm going to add one more thing for y'all to look up tonight. When you have time, I threw it in the live chat. What this is talking about is there was, there was a, a, a original 13th Amendment that went missing. So I'm gonna, this is kind of important to what, what he's talking about too, by like who we're being ruled by. So the original one. Um, the missing proposal 
that was the Titles Nobility Amendment, or T-O-N-A, and sought out sought to ban any American citizen from receiving any foreign title, nobility, or receiving foreign favors, favors such as pensions without congress, uh, congressional approval. Um, the loss penalty um, of, of the penalty was a loss of citizenship. It was an extension of Article One, Section Nine of the Constitution, which doesn't allow public office holders to receive foreign title or similar honors uh, without the consent of the Congress. So, when we're talking about our judges, and you say your honor. They have different not names and notability, which actually is supposed to be unconstitutional. Other question I have is, why do we have so many people in office that, that are part of the Bar Association? They ran for office. A bunch of attorneys are in your Senate, your your House, and your um, your state congresses. There's a bunch of people running for office that went to law school first. And it's crazy how they went to law school and don't know that America is a constitutional republic and not a democracy. And it's crazy how they went to law school and don't understand what our rights are, but yet... They're ignoring them and doing whatever they want to. But it's crazy that that we have all these attorneys in office when it, this this amendment disappeared and they're still and they're still um, able to do what they're doing. Because actually, technically, it was, how it was supposed to be was there weren't supposed to be people from the bar association um, running for any kind of public office without the consent of Congress. Anyone want to add to that? Then we're going to go ahead and uh, shut this down for the evening. Wait, sorry, I see Private decide to stay. Private, you have two minutes. Hey, Robert, thank you for dropping your flames as always. We're going to add um, Private real quick. You have two minutes, Private. Okay, I'm going to move you back out. So, um, Ariel, Shaka, closing thoughts, um, and then I'm going to close this down. Um, I just want everybody to um, really consider that um, any day, any any second of the day, your life could take a complete left and you can end up in a prison. And everyone's biggest fear about going to prison is having the stress of worrying about being raped. I think that that is an amount of torture that you cannot even really put into words because this is a constant state of fear that is torture that's torture so you guys got to consider look at the geneva convention look at these things this is against the law and this can happen to you just because it's not happening to you it can happen to you any day so i really need you guys to really make a lot of noise um make i, I don't know what I guess it's some way that you guys can be creative and figure out some way to do some start up with some petitions or something, because I like to end things with some sort of solution so everybody can walk away with some sort of path and advancement to get this message out. And because this concerns you. So um, please make this aware. If anybody wants any extra information about um, my involvement with anything, um, you can um, inbox me here or on Twitter um, and um, I'll get back with you. Or if you're looking for any kind of truth, um, I have my other sites on my Twitter account. You can look it up. And um, I'm just um, here to be the voice that um, it seems like nobody else wants to be. <laughs> I am so grateful that you came on tonight and, and you came and spread that 
valuable information that we really need and we need, really need to hear it because a lot of times it's the out of sight out of mind stuff and we're so grateful that you came on and, and um, did that and organized everything and presented everything so well in your um, in your nice videos that we played as well kind of lighten the mood a bit because this is a very serious topic but you know we, we are family you know so we are a big family here if you guys are listening right now please make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't yet I'm not very good at telling y'all that. I just assume y'all subscribe because you're here. But there's a bunch of y'all who haven't. If you are a listener and you have not downloaded the app, I would love to hear you guys speak in the future. So make sure you download the um, app so you guys can also grab a mic one day so y'all can join the conversation. But please, please make sure you guys are subscribed to the show. Um, Shaka, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Were you really for real closing your mic? Oh. <laughs> um. No, I want to. I want to say thank you, uh, Donnie, for having the show. Uh, Ariel, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you uh, to your husband as well. Uh, thank him. You know, as far as you know, we appreciate him because sometimes you know just the the steps that you you took as far as being a whistleblower and everything else. Uh, I know you you and him sat down before the letter was you know put together and he and he had to support it or you wouldn't have done it. So um, I want to say thank you to him as well. Um, valuable situation. Um, anybody that's in here that that's listening, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, Donnie, like I said, as far as keep going, we proud of you. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I know it, it looks easy to a lot of people, but it's a lot of hard work to, you know, come on here and, and actually have the information to push forward. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's just work on, uh, building up the platform, work on bringing uh, people the information because it, it does no justice for me and Ariel and Donnie just to know this shit or, you know, anybody else down there. It's like, we got to bring one in, bring another person in, bring another person in. And that's how we grow as a unit. Um, thank you. You know, um, have a good night. <laughs> I was amazed with the show tonight. So uh, we just need more fire like this. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for anyone who came up to speak um, again. Make sure you guys subscribe. If you are subscribed, you'll get notifications. We do the show Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and there's, there's every, I'm committed to it. You know, If I'm sick one day, uh, that's one day. But for the most part, we are here every single day, Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We don't want to just only have this conversation amongst ourselves. If you guys go, make sure you share it on all your platforms. They can come and listen to the replay. Um, so that we can get this information out. We've discussed multiple um, of amendments of the Constitution that would actually help and benefit other people. So if you want to also help people in that way as well, make sure you share this um, out here for people. It is on Spotify. It is on Apple. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on other platforms as well. So um, if you're listening on those platforms after the facts, um, definitely go to www.notpoliticalproperty.com. It is in the comment section as well, I believe. So when it does go in those spaces, you guys can go to the website. And again, thank you guys so much for becoming here. I'm going to go ahead and close out our anthem. The anthem is a part of our Declaration of Independence. It is One Solutions. One solution is make sure you all arm yourself with the Constitution. At least know your Bill of Rights. At least memorize those things. Because how can you help someone else if you don't know it? Play though. There's all kind of cool games you can Google to help you memorize and get that stuff in your head. And it won't even take that long. So make sure you guys do the research yourself. Everything we discuss, go do your own research as well. That's why we give you links. 
Um, make sure you guys, again, are reading that constitution as if your life depends on it because it does. Again, thank you. Bye. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown, that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it, it is, is their, their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free.